Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to your 5K journey. Lovely checking in with you again. I realized that today I sound a little bit like an ASMR content creator or something. I'm trying to create a bit of peace and calm for myself and for you. I'll go on and talk about it a bit more in the podcast episode, but I've been struggling a little bit with that this week just because I'm a little bit sleep deprived. But we'll go into this a bit more. On to Cara. Let's find out how she's doing. So she has been struggling a little bit this week with lack of motivation, just feeling generally a bit tired, struggling to get out of bed. Uh, And we believe that there is one perpetrator here um, to point the finger at. Well, maybe a few, but a particular one. And that is periods. Spoiler alert. We think that it's to do with her menstrual cycle. Um, So we have a bit of a chat about this, what that cycle looks like and why there are times that make things feel a little bit more difficult for us. This is all very much from our own perspective um, and what we ourselves feel. We also talk a bit about tracking and uh, we also have a bit of a kind of fuck the patriarchy moment here, just talking about how tricky it is to manage tracking all of this stuff and uh, making space for this stuff. Uh, alongside all the other things that we have to worry about when it comes to our running journeys. So a bit of a cathartic one, uh, but also hopefully an interesting chat for you there. Uh, She's also been pretty hungry over the last few weeks of training, uh, which gets us talking about nutrition and exactly how we can be fueling. Uh, Yeah, we're talking about cream eggs and there's no shame on this podcast Uh, absolutely grab a cream egg if that's what you're wanting. But we also talk about some things that we can do to really fuel our runs for kind of long lasting energy release before we go and exactly how long we need to be waiting before we go out and run after we've eaten. All things that, again, we've got our own perspectives on, uh, but that we basically suggest that Cara 
works out for herself because we're nasty and not helpful. Uh, Do listen in and see what we've got to say about that. I won't bang on any longer. Let's get into it. But very quickly first, um, if you want to join in and follow this training plan, you absolutely don't have to have been doing this since January. You can join in at any point. Uh, You can find that training plan in the show notes. Uh, It's just a 5k beginner plan. um, So you don't have to use ours even. You can find anyone you like, but the one we'd recommend is in the show notes. Um, you can also sign up to our newsletter if you would like to hear from us even more regularly and get more support and advice between pods. And as always, don't forget to listen to the Women's Running Podcast episode every Thursday. It's our slightly longer one, though that being said, quite a long episode you got here this week as well. Uh, But we do have an hour-long episode that you can listen to. That's just me and Esther gassing, and that comes out every Thursday and subscribe to the mag. Now's the time. You still get the free 5k guide if you do that today. So if you've been thinking about it, go ahead and do that now. Let's get into it. This series of the Women's Running Podcast is sponsored by Vivo Barefoot. Vivo Barefoot is on a mission to create footwear that brings you closer to nature. Esther, you always talk about how perfect your feet are. Well, it turns out that Vivo Barefoot agrees with you. Your feet are the perfect bits of kit and humans have evolved to walk, move and run barefoot. So what could be more natural than a shoe that enables you to do just that? I do have perfect feet. Thanks, Vivo Barefoot. Their shoes are beautiful and are designed wide to provide natural stability, thin to enable you to feel more underfoot and flexible to help you build your natural strength from the ground up. Studies show that foot strength increases by 60% in a matter of months just by walking around in them. And they feel wonderful to move around into. They really do. Vivo Barefoot has a great range of shoes for kids and adults and for every activity. Plus, their footwear is produced using sustainably sourced natural, bio and recycled materials with the aim to protect the planet so you can run wild on it. And if you've popped on to vivobarefoot.com and are having a browse of the gorgeous shoes, do check out Vivo Health while you're there. Vivo Health is an online platform for natural health This has online courses, health assessment tools and workshops that will help you improve foot strength, technique for both road and trail running and more. Just pop along to vivobarefoot.com slash UK slash Vivo Health to find out more. And we've saved the best bit till last. Vivo Barefoot are offering everyone a 100 day trial on their footwear. And you can pick up a pair today with an exclusive 15% discount for you, our lovely pod squad. Just use the code WOMENSRUNNING15 at the checkout. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Please do not swear. (laughs) This is the BBC. It's not, as a disclaimer, in case anybody thinks that we are. So this is what, episode six are we on This now? is episode Must six. Cara has, well, six. anybody listening at home who's been following along with the times would just have done week five of training. Car, have you just done week three? Okay. Yes. Tell us, how, how was mm-hmm. it? It's been okay. It's been mm. all right. Um, so the first run was horrible. Um was I don't know why I I feel like it's not even to do with the distances I feel like it just has to do with the day my mood the time how pissed off I am 
and that could go either which way if, it, if it's a good thing or a bad thing that I yeah. go for a run. Mm. Um, but yeah, the first one was hard and I really struggled for motivation off the back of it, to be honest, because I was just like, oh, is this just getting harder and I'm just on an uphill battle now? Um, yeah, has the novelty kind of worn off a bit? Um, that kind of thing. But got through it um and was still proud of myself that I did it even though I didn't want to do it um and then I did a couple of rest days because um yeah previous as to previous podcasts like my calves and my shins um are getting quite tired they're not they're not hurting loads but they're just quite tight no matter how much Mm -hmm. I stretch um so I did a couple of rest days and that seemed to kind of sort me out a little bit they they relaxed a little bit which was good um and yeah just been super tired and really struggling for motivation a little bit and uh I really had to rip the band-aid off to do my second run this week for sure yeah. <laughs> um I meant to go in the morning I woke up in the morning and was like no I literally no not today um but then did the whole put myself in a gym kit forced myself into shame and um got out at lunchtime when I was yeah quite quite low mood and that was actually worked mm. quite well um I felt like the second run again I just think I'm a bit of a lunchtime runner um I was feeling quite low patience and frustrated and yeah the second run was actually good and kind of didn't cure me of said things but put me in a slightly better mood <laughs> so mm. so that was that was the good part but yeah I think overall this week just kind of figuring out the low motivation with it slightly yeah. and the ripping of the band-aid I think it's the first time that I've had yeah. that a little bit um, I since the start yeah so, I definitely yeah. don't want to jump to conclusions that I'm not qualified to jump to um, because I'm not a doctor, especially not an expert in in um, like hormones and stuff. But we've been we've been talking about this quite a lot on the pod at the moment. Um, we had a question from friend of the pod and friend of ours, Cara Lex, who was uh, having a bit of a similar thing where she was finding that like it didn't seem to matter what control if she if she kept all the control variables the same some runs were just mm. shite and some runs felt really good and I do wonder mm. whether if it's felt like this week as a whole rather than just an individual run that maybe it's a cycle thing and you've tipped into Esther what phase would it be do you know oh I Christ think. knows I never know I, the only one I can Me remember too, is luteal I and like, I think maybe that's the it's good the one. luteal phase um, <laughs> I don't know whether it's the luteal phase but I wonder if it's like yeah, if if you've tipped into a bit of a of a hormonal phase, that might just be one to note to yourself that in a, in in your diary that you found it yeah. tough this week and see what happens next month. I think yeah. So I uh, the week before my period will have been yeah. this week. So angry, frustrated, Carl hating the world. Um, mm-hmm. The worst vibes. week. Yeah. Um, the worst week. Um, so that would make a lot of sense. I'm still getting used to this whole hormone business, oh, yeah. like. I don't. When do you get used to it and start like recognizing? Like, your mate, I am fifty and I'm supposed to be losing my periods, and I am not used to it, and I hate myself because of it. So, like, every time, like, I awful. think 
I think I messaged Toll at some point in the week and was like, oh, I'm I'm really bloody grumpy today, like beware kind of thing. And then when I said that out loud, I was like, oh, maybe it's my period. I don't know. Mm. But um, we've been so, conditioned yeah, from an if, early age for when our mums were like, uh, could it be your period? To be like, fuck off. So I find it very difficult to accept. But Not also, I, I mean, I find it like, like it, it, it's it's a rope to hang yourself with as well, isn't it? Like if I do feel really, really, really upset or really angry or whatever, I'll look at my period tracker and think, oh, it must be my period soon. Find out it's in two weeks' time and go, oh, for fuck's sake, it's just because the world is awful then. Yeah. You know, it's nothing oh. to do with me. <laughs> I can't even blame it on anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. But I would, that was something I was going to say about Lex. And I think maybe this might be a good time to bring it up now that um, you've talked about whole putting something in your diary and I reckon actually Kara you could really do with having um, a specific running diary mm. to write down oh yeah and Hull's got something for actually. you I think to write down when you've run what the run felt like and how hard it was for you Oh, okay. look, yeah, we've got oh, this yes. little log we very yeah. kindly got um, given this there. by uh, by a lovely um, oh, I don't think I know her. I can remember her name specifically. Kate. I think her no. name's Raj. Raj, Raj, Raj I think her w- name is, w- is yeah. part of um, Midlife Runners, and she gave us this book. It is specifically about tracking park runs, but there's absolutely no reason that you need to use it for park runs. It's just got a little like diary entries sort of thing where it prompts you to write down some of the things that might have had effects on how you felt about it, like weather conditions, how you were feeling, whether what your mood was that day, um, and mm. highlights and lowlights of the thing. Yeah, I mean, I think things like that can be really useful if you can look at your running over the space of a month. And that's obviously really important for women. But because like when Lex spoke to us, she was like, why was this run on this day really hard and this run on this day really easy? And um, actually, she she gave us there were some variables. And one was because she was doing one in the evening and one she was doing one in the morning. And so we were able to sort of give us some idea of why that there may have been some differences between those two runs because of how much fuel you've got inside you like kind of um whether or you know just just there's some, some different motivations between going early in the morning and going uh, going later in the evening and stuff like that but like if you track all of your runs over like four weeks or five weeks or something and and write down what time they are what you've eaten um what the weather's like um how stressed you feel before you go for that run and that can be like that can be a good thing or a bad thing, and that was we also discussed mm. that, didn't we? Because like actually, if you are quite work stressed or something, going for the run can make you feel a bit better. So mm. that might actually be quite a nice tick in the box. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, what breakfast or lunch you've eaten, um, and and kind of you can then track your kind of hormonal moods as well, mm. um, and and it just means that the next month as you carry on your running journey you can look back to the previous five weeks and just think actually no it's okay it's okay to feel shit on a on a particular run because actually all these variables mean that it is going to be awful on that day and I mean there's the the really good thing about having it as well is then you've got an actual written document and you can look back on it and be really super proud of yourself Mm. because of how far you've come and I think in the moment, like on that run this week or whatever, I'm, not, I'm glad you said that you were proud of yourself, but 
I think this would give you, you know, like four or five weeks of documentation to make you really, really proud of yourself and just think, oh God, actually five weeks ago, I was just walking it and now I'm doing great big, because this, everything that you're doing, like this couch to 5k, that was another thing I was thinking about. It's like, lots of it is to do with overcoming mental barriers as opposed to physical barriers. Yeah. Like you're strong and you do quite a lot of exercise. And so you doing a 5k is just not questioned. You can do it. We know that you can do it, but you don't. So doing that couch to 5k kind of run, walk, run, walk gives you the kind of mental kind of like kick up the bum to make you think, oh, actually, you know, maybe I could do two minutes or maybe I could Mm. do two and a half minutes in Mm. one go kind of thing. So that's all that's doing to you is making you feel kind of, I don't know, confident in yourself, in your own ability. Yeah. Um, But your legs can do it. I I love that. And I think it is totally about kind of a mental thing. And I think it's not like with anything, sometimes it's shit and sometimes it's good. And I don't think necessarily, obviously it'd be good to mitigate the shit ones Mm. um, or the shit times, but also they happen. And like with anything, sometimes you've just got to look at it and be like, oh, okay, that one was a bit shit, but that doesn't mean the whole thing is shit and I should never run again. (laughs) Um, Which I think if you if you're not a seasoned runner and you haven't gone through those cycles or recognized those times, if you hit a couple of bad ones, it's easy to be like, oh, well, hit the three-week mark and this isn't for me anymore, so I'm going to stop now. Um, So, yeah, I think I totally agree. And and I'm interested to see when they'll come. So it's come a bit in week three. I'm hoping it will go in an upward trajectory again. And I assume it will come back around again where I'm like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, then maybe maybe at week six or something. But but mm. yeah, and the other thing is is like that, that kind of linearity that we'd hope for in that couch to 5K journey isn't linear. And yeah. it's going to be the same as any upwards graph that it will be like going up, up and down in spikes all the way up that you will mm. have little downy bits. But if you've got that documentation where you can look back, you'll be like, oh, Jesus Christ, but look where mm. I was. Yeah, absolutely. you know, even when you do have a bad day. Oh, yeah, I had a shit run this morning. I so, had a shit run yeah, yesterday. I, I don't know why. And uh, I feel no, like okay. a bit of fraud <laughs> because of the fact that I put it on social media and I was like, everybody, here's how to motivate yourself. And <laughs> the actual running bit I did find, like running through treacle, I've just been absolutely knackered at the moment. I don't know why, but mm. my sleep, I've I've always been quite lucky with my sleep that even when I've been in real real anxious periods or I've I've generally found it not too difficult to get to sleep and then once I'm asleep maybe I will wake up once in the night but that also only tends to be through things that I'm doing to myself so like I'll definitely wake up in the night if I've drunk too much booze and have a classic I'm a piece of shit I'm a piece of shit Mm. at three o'clock in the morning um but like in, or if I've drunk loads of water or something, then maybe I'll need a wee. But generally, I sleep all the way through. But for the last week, solidly, I have been waking up multiple times in the night um, and just having like really, really trash sleep. And so actually, I did. it did feel mm. really trudgy. I felt really good after it because I was really proud that I did it, even though I felt like I was really knackered. Mm. But yeah, it's tough. And also, it's really freaking me out, guys. I found myself like Googling at 2 a.m. this morning being like why is my sleep suddenly shit and why can't why do I keep waking up 
for like no reason and everything's like probably alcohol and I was like well I didn't drink tonight read on uh probably uh Mm. the fact that you (laughs) didn't do any exercise today I was like well I went for a run this morning so fucking read on and then it was like I couldn't find Mm. an explanation as to why it was happening and I was really freaking out anyway sorry therapy session alert (laughs) well and sleep is I I personally I'm shite at drinking water um I'm not great at being consistent with eating well I'm not great at being consistent with exercising consistently uh but my one thing is yeah sleep and the same if it if there's any interruption to it um change to a routine or waking up in the night or anything like that I'm just completely broken Mm -hmm. as a human (laughs) because it's so important it's and then what do you do because then you start panicking because in the middle of the night because you know that you're getting less sleep and you've got this run or you've got this thing and you've got to work and it it's just the absolute worst when that happens i think the best advice my dad actually gave me who's a chronic uh what's insomniac insomniac yeah. sleep insomniac mm. Um, and yeah, I was talking to him this last year cause I was really struggling. And the best thing that he ever said was just so simple. He was just like, just get up because if you know your body after time, whether you are going to be able to lie there and get back to sleep and do the classic meditation or whatever it is that everybody recommends, um, and you know your body and if it's not going to happen and you're just going to like sit there spiraling for hours upon hours, then just get up and do something until you're tired again um because otherwise yeah you just welcome in that entire process which is horrendous of just lying there worrying about the fact that you're lying there awake (laughs) yeah I think I I do think that is really good advice I think it's really helped um just knowing that like quite a lot of the time I won't get up like the 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 bark is worse than the bite sort of thing and actually I'm probably only Mm. awake and ruminating for 20 minutes or something but like it feels Mm. like a very very long time but just knowing that you're like able to do that because I think that there's still like a little childish part in all of us that's like oh I'm not allowed to like it's night time so I've just got to lie here and this sucks (laughs) it's like no no, you uh, you run your household you're allowed to get up and and go and like read a book go or watch some Queer Eye exactly mm. is there a new series mm. of Queer Eye at the moment there is oh, a new series of Queer Eye God. everybody brilliant well that's this week <laughs> right. um but yeah that's that's that really helps and my mum also always used to say to me and lover I don't think that this is necessarily scientifically true but it really helps that panic feeling of like oh I've got work in the morning oh I've got to run oh, I've got to do this blah blah of um rest is almost as good as sleep that like yeah I've yeah I remember I don't know if it's true that's why I always try and make myself but it does make you feel better in the moment (laughs) because you're like well if I continue to lie here and read my book or lie here and think about what I'm gonna have for my HelloFresh delivery tomorrow or whatever then at least that's sort of doing a bit of a similar thing than if I was doing that lying but having weird hallucinations like we do as human beings instead so yes absolutely but I mean the the other thing I was going to talk about was the same thing that I was talking about a second ago which is periods and I know that hold you don't get mm-hmm. them at the moment do extra you extra confusing to me because I um, definitely have a cycle that I can note because yeah. I've written down in my diary before like crap day today no reason or whatever and then I've worried that I mm. put it in the work calendar classic um but I, I would I would definitely suggest monitoring that much 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 more closely because 
I now know. And the only reason I know it is because I'm on HRT, which I have to take at regular times, which has made my periods regular. Mm. So I know, so I am definitely on a four week cycle, which is lush. Um, But that means I know precisely there is a week where I have terrible sleep. And it's like I go to sleep and it's fine. And I don't necessarily have wakey bits, but I have lots of dream. And I can tell it, I mean, I was showing you, wasn't I, with my HRV. So I was showing Hull in the last podcast that we did that I could actually see it on my Garmin Connect app that through my heart rate that that, they were, that I was having kind of some a miserable kind of couple of weeks. And then it goes back up again to kind of a nice couple of weeks. And in the miserable couple of weeks, I have shit sleep and I'm, mm. I've got loads of dreams and I'm sort of more prone, obviously, because if you're in REM, you're more prone to wake up any, in any case. And yeah, so so lots of light sleep, lights and kind of frantic, like rabbit chasing yeah, sleep. Yeah, dreaming is and a big then, part of it as well. Yeah. Like I've Sorry, guys, this is supposed to be Cara's 5K check-in session. Here I am pouring my soul out to you. But <laughs> no. this is what I've been worrying about at three o'clock in the morning. Um, but yeah, I have had incredibly vivid dreams for the last, um, for the last week. And they've mm. been like classic stress dreams, really silly but like to you in the moment, they feel really, really real and like, oh my God, I need to do something about that. Like, oh, the, the ha- I need to clean the hamster cage out or whatever. But you're like really vividly like, I must do this thing. And then it wakes you up at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> in a cold sweat, like the hamsters. And then you're like, oh, not that's not that's real. Not real. I, I had that last me. night as well. Where even after I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning, I spent half an hour convinced that my dream was real. And it was some guilt for something that I hadn't done like three mm. years ago that my dream had convinced me I had. And I was like, oh my God, shut up, brain. <laughs> but And then by the time I actually woke up in the morning, I was like, that was mental. I completely convinced myself I was a different person. Yeah, I, I had I it with, I was night. in a huge mood with Doug all day because I thought that he had, I thought in the night I'd been like, oh mate, I'm a bit like, I'm having really bad anxiety, like kind of a hug. And he was like, nah. I was convinced that that happened. <laughs> and so he went to go and kiss me before he went to work. And I was like, mm. and then like we had like a whole like I wasn't really like in a hugely good mood with him. And then he got home at the end of his work day. I was like, you're right. And I was like, yeah, it just really upset me in the night that you were like, no. And you knew that I was having really bad anxiety. I thought that was a bit selfish. And he was like, that didn't happen. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was so oh, confused. <laughs> oh. I am very interested, though, like you said, Esther, like at the moment, similarly, well, not to Outhole, she hasn't talked about this before, <laughs> but I was about to say similarly to Hull, um, I'm also on like the hormonal mm. coil, mm. Um, which I have to get replaced <laughs> like in a few oh, weeks yeah, yeah, yeah. um i know mm. like i'm gonna try and not think about it and no, just no. just again rip the band-aid off Do. um but yeah i've been really playing with the idea not not for fertility sake uh but playing with the idea of coming off of it um just to figure out like because my periods are all over the goddamn place like at the moment I'm like a week and a half late which I think also contributed to a week of me being in an awful mood Uh, um but I just can't figure that like my cycle is all over the place except for being extremely grumpy and depressed and being like A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, maybe uh, my period's going to happen soon. Mm. Um, that's the only, like, chartable mm. thing. Um, and so part of me is quite tempted to come off and do natural cycles or whatever it is to find out but then the other part of me is like I've been on birth control since I was 15 so however many kind of do that math for 13 14 yeah. years um and I don't know I'm a bit scared to find out what I my feel body exactly is like in a cycle and and how bad it could be and I uh, this does all relate back to running because it's about oh. motivation and stuff uh, it yeah. doesn't matter in <laughs> fact as you know we've it's it's been requested please guys yes. if we can talk less about running um, I think <laughs> I, I have exactly the same fear car. I worry about it all the time. I, I do, I don't want to slag it off on the pod because I don't, I haven't had a personal experience with it and this isn't like my concrete view. I'm not coming for natural cycles. I have heard that quite a lot of people have had like experiences with natural cycles where it hasn't been very good form of contraception. Um, but right. I think, um, that, yeah, I I would definitely similarly be tempted to do do something like that as well because I just want to know what I want to know what my periods are like. I want to know I can have a period because it's been so long. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. when are they going to sort that out so it's men and not women? Honestly, like, why so are we chucking ourselves full of all these kind of horrific hormones? And not, like, the only time that I feel like I fully understood my cycle. And it's ups and downs and everything was when I was trying for a baby. And mm. so I was in my, by that stage, I was mid thirties, mid to late thirties, actually. And I had been on the pill for like decades by that stage. It was mm. ridiculous. And I, it did feel like I had to kind of give my body a break afterwards to kind of get itself so that it knew itself. And I think yeah. I probably had, it feels like, as a grown-up, I've had two years of good trackable periods because mm. I was either that I was, you know, trying for a baby. I was, I, you know, and I could I could purposefully monitor. And it, to the day, I had these kind of rigid cycles. It was brilliant. I could tell exactly when I was ovulating, when I was going to have my period, all that kind of thing. Since I've had the kids, it's all gone to shit. And but that I've not had to worry about having any kind of um, contraception. Because Dave got the snip, so oh, I, I would yeah. recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like I mean, I once came off of I was on the pill, and I once came off of the pill onto nothing, and I didn't get a period for like thirteen months, mm. and I didn't get back into cycle until then. I was back in a relationship again, and I was back on the pill again. So yeah. I I did have a break, and I still didn't figure out kind of what my body was doing just goes um, to show how much those kind of hormones can really fuck with everything that's going yeah, on in your body 
Absolutely. And it's the, yeah, I mean, we won't get started on the political landscape of this, but um, yeah, I just find it so incredibly frustrating that we don't have that information about our bodies and we seem to be on this endless mission through our entire lives as women to try and figure ourselves out and figure out yeah. our hormones and and to medicalize and make sense. i mean it's ridiculous fuck the patriarchy, fuck the patriarchy. It's just... Absolutely. um i'm currently just trying to find um though i'm outing myself for not being able to find it on our own website now uh, i just was wondering oh, if it would be find? helpful for us in the meantime to um to understand a little bit more about the cycles like I think that I'm in an incredibly privileged position working for a a women's brand that's Mm. meant that like we've had hormone testing like we've spoken to professionals like we've spoken to doctors and stuff and I still feel a little bit none the wiser all the time so I was just wondering whether there was um but then I can really understand why you'd feel none the wiser because you don't actually have a period. So yeah, everything is guesswork, everything is isn't guesswork. it? It's like you, you can feel a cyclical thing at, at work, you know, in the background. But And I feel the same now because I feel like my cycles are false because it's HRT prompted, mm. you know? Yeah. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not quite sure what would happen. Well, it's I'm almost kind of, doing like a mood tracker or something and just trying to figure out, like mm. coming back to doing it with, with running. Yeah. Um, I think it does the same with potentially trying to find similarities in that journey and how it could relate to your cycle. And if it, yeah, if in week six or no, week seven, I'm yeah. saying the same thing to you guys, you can be like, exactly. well, maybe we've got something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. that. And that's why it's so mm. good. Like sometimes it can feel quite sort of twee to kind of, you know, put like a sort of happy emoji next to a run or something if you're writing it down and documenting it. But actually that's really good. And I, I quite enjoy it because now on Garmin, for instance, every time I finish a run, it's got a little thing where it says, how did this run feel? And it does mean that I can track when a run is particularly hard, I'll put a, like a severely grumpy face next to a run. Mm. And, and that does tend to coincide with phases of period yeah. and stuff. So it's the week before it's always, the you week can, um... I don't know why, but that's really brought me back to like in primary school once all of the girls weren't um, getting on and, um, our teacher after every single playtime made us put whether we had a happy a medium or sad playtime with um emojis (laughs) not emojis because the emojis (laughs) weren't a thing at that point in time but with little stickers and um she figured out who was the bullier and who was the bullied uh as part of that little routine so you can can find a lot with happy oh which period is gonna be the, the regina george of periods (laughs) <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> i i was just having a brief look i would love to be able on this episode to actually break down um the the, the um different the, the, cycles. the cycles i know we've got it somewhere on our website but i can't find it um but um i i have been having a little look and obviously there are plenty of apps that you can use to track um like flow mm. and stuff mm-hmm. like there are loads of those aren't there um i'm sure everybody has their preferred ones but um i didn't realize that your garmin can track your period mm-hmm. have you ever done that esther oh, and is okay. it useful uh no and i don't know <laughs> 
Um, so no, because I use <laughs> I use my own um, one. I use something called P Tracker for okay. periods, and I have that completely separate. Um, and no, I've never linked the two, and actually, I think I should. And you know what? Report I think I will. back and let um, us know whether that's worth I shall. doing. I shall. Um, and I will go away and I'm going to do some research about what, how you can track your period if you don't have one. Because uh, it is genuinely something that I find, I find frustrating, like um, I was saying earlier. Or if yours is all over the bloody yeah, place. Yeah, or if yours is all over <laughs> yeah. the bloody place and you can't, like... Um, Esther and I did a hormone test a little while ago um, and it was really interesting but I had nothing to actually compare my results to um, like when I did it because because mm. I couldn't give any indication of where I was in my cycle because they do it off when was your last mm. period and I don't have periods so I just had to put not applicable and then none of the the results mean yeah. anything it's just <clears throat> numbers um, so um, yeah. and Cara Cara you've got you got Fitbit haven't you Yes. So have you looked on the app? Yes. They do have something on there, don't they? They do. They've got menstrual okay. tracking as well. So you can go and off do and do your well. homework too. And that might yeah. be a bit easier than writing it down in a notebook and just yeah. sort of... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, we have the, other, the other thing about this, and I, don't, I was going to say maybe this is also connected to cycles and periods, but I don't know if it is because it's been the entire time that I've been running, is... Is it normal to be hungry all of the goddamn time because <laughs> yes. I'm literally doing like a tiny bit more exercise? But I don't like you are. It's not just one cream egg in the evening, it's at least two cream eggs in the evening. <laughs> I think that is completely fair, first of all, and I support two They're cream eggs in the small. evening um, mm. as a as a <laughs> philosophy. Um but I was going to say, I was thinking about this the other day for you, and I don't think that you are doing just a tiny bit more exercise. Like the the you doing couch to five k mm. has also coincided with you getting a dog that you need to walk quite lengthily for three like three times a day. Yeah. Like you've gone from like doing you know probably the average amount of exercise as somebody who has a sedentary job would do, um, to mm. like being up and on your feet and out of the house three four times a day for quite lengthy periods of time. So. I think it's completely normal. And if your body's telling you, I need more fuel to be doing all of this, then give it what it's asking for. Yeah, I think what I'm worried about is what fuel it's asking mm -hmm. for. It Like, it's not asking for apples and grains. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's asking for more cream eggs, cheese um, and bread. And... Um, all those things I just are feel, worthy. I, I, yeah. I, but, but maybe maybe if we've not talked about nutrition before have we did we ever talk not about really nutrition? though no, again I do think yet, that I'm a bit conscious but, that this whole episode has basically been stuff that we really should get an expert to talk about on because I don't think that this is going to be of any use to anybody but yes we should get a nutritionist <laughs> on but what we can say what I was going to mm. say was um have you thought about when you're eating like mm. Are you fueling enough before you go for your run? <clears throat> because I think maybe maybe going for a run or doing these dog walk, walks or whatever, if you're doing those hungry, then mm. you're just going to get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier and maybe think a little bit more about the sort of food that's going to benefit you, like your entire body, 
before you go for a run. So make sure that you do have breakfast if you're going for a morning run. And I know that can be sometimes a bit tricky or whatever. And if you can't have breakfast, just think about having breakfast when you get back. And I think kind of like, like you don't need to eat weird food. You don't need to suddenly Mm. start chugging protein shakes or anything like that. But the kind of the rule of thumb is that before you do exercise, a good thing to make yourself feel kind of like energized while you're doing the exercise is to have carbohydrate Mm. in Mm. some form before you do it. And then after you've done some exercise, a good rule of thumb is to have a bit of protein afterwards. So Mm. that could be anything at all. You could be having, um, don't know, a bit of toast before you go and then like toast and peanut butter when you come back, you know, or, or like cheese on toast or something like that. And, and those two things, the protein afterwards will help replenish your muscles and make you feel as if you're less prone to snacking and that, those kinds of things if, if that's bothering you. Yeah. And I think it's that before as well, because I never forget when uh, we used to go to a yoga studio and they always said, don't eat like an hour before you do yoga. Um, and that's always stayed with me to the point that now I'm like, oh, don't eat an hour before you do any exercise. Um, and so I mean, especially I eat it's... while I run. So like, yeah, I you think know, it's whatever and, and feels lots of good. people that run long distances. I don't eat loads and loads. I'm not going to sit there and have a full English breakfast and then go for a run. Yeah. But I definitely have like half a cereal bar yeah. or a banana and then I will literally go yeah. straight out the And door. I guess the reason you're yeah. not eating that full English breakfast is not because you shouldn't. It's because it's probably very no, no, good for you to do no, that, to be honest, before you go for a run. It's a great <laughs> yeah. idea. But I guess it's knowing what's going to make you feel like that's probably going to make the majority of people feel not very well if they do it straight before. Um, uh, yeah, you you really, really do not want to be going running after you've had a full meal. No, absolutely not. Mm. But, but I was just trying um, to say, I, I would have the just because breakfast. not because should or shouldn't, but because of how it because of how it makes no. you feel, Carl. So I think, like, no, no, no. I think I think it's a really bad idea to go running when you've got like eight hundred calories around running, sloshing around in your stomach. That would it would it would make you shit yourself. I don't. So is that because you're kind of digesting at the same time? I, I, as just it would not feel comfortable. It's like I mean, if you can imagine going for a five k after having a roast dinner. But that's sorry, that's mm. just what I was like, trying to say. Do... It's because of how it would make. It's because I suppose of making you feel comfortable or not comfortable. And I guess that's all the yoga yeah. instructor would have been trying to say is that like it would be to stop you from like if you're like moving around doing lots of positions and you just had a big meal. But in terms of like should or shouldn't. Like, I think, you know, finding whatever feels right for you that's your fuel before you go and do something like, yeah, an hour is probably quite a good window to have to have been able to digest something. But whatever you enjoy eating and makes you feel like it's going to tide you over sort of thing. I bloody love having porridge at the moment. I have no idea whether I should or shouldn't, but I don't like people who like in, yeah I don't know like coaches or whatever who have like, said that kind of stuff in the past because it's like what do you mean should or shouldn't like it's whatever you yeah and I and that's and that's kind of that's that's not what I'm I'm trying not to say that is it's definitely I'm not saying you should eat this and then you should eat that what I'm saying is is absolutely agreeing with Holly like you know experiment with food to see what works for you but all I'm saying is that I think that maybe if you're running or going for dog walks hungry that's more mm. likely to make you reach for like sugar and stuff later on 
Yeah. Um, it just is because I feel exactly the same. But one thing that really helps is having protein afterwards, which is going to be going to be really good for muscle development and feeling stronger and endurance and stuff like that. So actually, instead of having cheese, cheese yeah, and, and instead of having if you eat meat, instead of having which you don't, but instead of having that ro- the um, the big fry up before you go for a run, have it when you come back. You know, like we know, like having a roast dinner after we've come back from a run is is great because you you're having all the veg, you're having all the protein, you're having you know everything on that plate is great. Um, but and then mm. but just before you go for your run, just make sure you've got something just to sort of tide you over, kind of thing. So yeah, I have. Well, if I'm bar. experimenting, then it will it will be ten to fifteen cream eggs a day. <laughs> Maybe that's what works. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you guys know how that Let's fuel see. works. Put it on your yeah, chart. exactly. <laughs> log log your experience with ten to fifteen cream eggs and see how it goes. <laughs> I don't know if even think I like chocolate this much, but yeah, every evening I'm just like, bring out the chocolate. Uh, Hang so, on a minute, though. Yeah. Has has that been in the last week? No, actually, it has been longer than that. It has been basically January, and maybe that's just because January is a bit depressing. Yeah, and so. stressful. Yeah, you've got be. a new pup, and it's stressful. And there may have been other ways that you've re- you'd used to kind of reward yourself um, for having a long, stressful day before that you're not quite able to do so much anymore because you've got another person to think about that you're like, pop a cream egg in instead. Very true. Not in a weird way, in the mouth. <laughs> in the <your> mouth. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not a nutritionist. And Esther's definitely right that, like, you shouldn't eat a, a full English just before you run. And I do want to disclaim to everybody mm. listening that, yes, please don't do that. But I guess that's just what I was meaning was, yeah, trying, working out what what feels good for you and, worrying about like I mean noticing changes in your diet is totally cool but if you're thinking oh I shouldn't want a cream egg afterwards because that doesn't feel like a thing that a a running coach or somebody would tell me to do whatever car it's up to you if you want a cream egg and if that feels right for you and it nourishes your body after you've been for a run bloody go for it Mm -hmm. yeah agreed agreed absolutely Absolutely. There we go. I'll be eating all of the cream eggs. I'll report back next week as I roll into the office. And, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but what is time. next week for you? What's what's on your plan? So you're going into week yes. four, yeah? So what's, well, what's hold, that? Tell, I tell you. Okay, so next week, week four, uh, Carl, you're looking at doing three one-minute running, two-minute Sorry, it's so confusing trying to do this, guys. Okay, let me try again. Four, <laughs> three minutes running, two minutes walking. Um, and then okay. a round of three, four minute wa- running, two minute walking. Ooh. Um, and mm-hmm. then around another round of that same. So three, four minutes running, two minutes walking. So it's a bit more running this cool. week, okay. but you know, it's, how does that feel? It feels, it feels okay. Mm-hmm. It feels okay. We'll see. I've got my my third run of this week today at lunchtime, which I'm hoping will go well. And then I'll be like, yes, I can do three minutes and four minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if I need to repeat our, the two minute weeks in order to get there, then I will do that as well. Because at the moment, stepping up to four minutes, I'm like, oh, but I'm going to trust yeah. the process and see. Well, you've what got I a three do. minute first before you have to step up to the four. So try not to worry about the four yet. Yeah. I reckon tackle the three. Mm. And if you are struggling with it, Car as well, you're completely right. You can definitely repeat. But also 
you can always go a bit slower if you're like, oh, bloody hell, this kills. The running bit doesn't have to be speedy. Guys, I go so slow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I maybe want to talk about for yeah. next week, but I haven't been tracking how far I've been going at all. Um, and I'm very interested because I have no idea how fast I go, how far I'm running. I'm just doing what it says on the tin. And it could be turn out, guys, that I'm literally just walked very slowly down one street yeah. this, this entire this time. Is, this is one for next week because I think yeah. um, I would love to, because this is controversial, actually, because mm. um, if you were to follow, say, for instance, the Couch to 5K mm. app, it says Couch to 5K, but it's not. It's Couch yeah, to 30 yeah. minutes, isn't it? And so it's like... You, you may find, you know, when you get to the end of 10 weeks mm. or whatever that, that you, you know, you may not have got to 5k, but that's the fault of, of Well, this sand and, does finish and, you know, at 5k, and, but it's, um, it, it, yeah, it just might be a bit of a bigger jump up because your longest time in minutes you do before the goal 5k, which again, we'll talk about when we get to it, I guess what that's going to look like, but, um, you will run mm. 30 minutes nonstop that's like the longest run in the plan but then it does have the goal 5k after that so yeah it's after, after that, that. so ah, you okay. will work okay. up to it yeah, yeah. it's just it depends doesn't it yeah because some people can run 5k mm. in 40 minutes and that's quite a big jump up whereas if you're running a 5k in 35 minutes you'll be totally ready to do that so I guess let's see how it goes when we get to that point okay. um for mm-hmm. those people doing the uh week six That is looking like two rounds of eight minutes running and three minutes walking. Same thing again. And oh, and then finally, you're looking at two rounds of eight minutes running and two minutes walking. So eight, three, eight, three, eight, two. And two of those each time. It is really nasty for people to listen to. I'm really sorry. Just download the plan. It's in the show notes. (laughs) 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 it's in the show notes it's in the show notes and if you've got any questions then email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk um uh, with any kind of questions about the sort of office chair to 5k journey um and anything about nutrition because we don't have the answers to those but we can ask some of the guys so exactly what Esther said really I don't know if I have much more to add do email us we would love to hear from you Uh, that's wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk any questions any advice feel free to send it in Um, as per check out our other podcast you can hear that every Thursday Um, and sign up for the mag sign up to get the newsletter it's all in the show notes you know by now I've said it so many times Take care. Um, Enjoy your journey, whether it's 5K, whether you're following the plan along with us or whether you've got your own plans going on. Um, You do you and I hope you enjoyed listening. Catch us next week and we'll speak to you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 